0: Okay, we are doing Shabbos, Kuf Uh We're starting from the new parak. Now, just the introduction here for the parak is that we're going to see. Uh, we're going to learn about the scenario where a fire breaks out on Shabbos and a person wants to save all sorts of things um, from the fire. And Kazal actually imposed all sorts of restrictions against saving too many things on, uh, on Shabbos. And the reason is because we're concerned that they're going to get too caught up in the, in, in, in the activity of saving stuff. And they come to put out the fire. So, because of that, Chazal severely limited, they placed all the restrictions on what a person is allowed to say. So, the opening line in the mission is that, HaKodesh, had like, that anything that's holy, anything that has Kiddushah, um, something like rain down. You have to remember in the olden times, right, they didn't write down even necessarily all Torah Shabbat. Uh, but they wrote down like Torah Shabbat. Thab. So all the Kitzvah the holy writings, you're allowed to save if there's a fire, even if it's not something you're necessarily going to use on Shabbos, so on and so forth. You're allowed. <clears throat> you're allowed to save them. Bain Pam, whether it's something that you 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 use to read, so that would be referring to not only sort like a Torah, but even like a Navi, something you sometimes you could have Av Torah, or you definitely are allowed to learn the Navi on Shabbos. Bain and even if it's something that you don't read. What does it mean, something you don't read? So Ksuvim. So there's never any haftara from Xuvim. And furthermore, we're going to see that there was a Takana that uh, actually that a private individual should not even study Ksuvim in the afternoon on Shabbos because we're concerned that they might need to them not attending the main shear in the shul. So therefore, Ksuvim is actually something that's like outlawed, like don't learn it on Shabbos. So even Ksuvim, though, since it has you um, are allowed to save it from fire. The are written in any other language besides Hebrew, and the Qumar will analyze that. There's a big Maklokas about whether things that are of uh, Kisra Kodesh written in other languages besides Hebrew can be read. And even if a can't necessarily be read and it's not improper to have that, but it still has the kedusha, and therefore you would save it. Tun and Geniza, all these things, um, they should be stored away. Now, obviously, it's a little bit funny, right? I think that you would expect the Mishnah to say, even though they're written any language, you should save them. That's the thing that we're talking about, saving them if the fire breaks out. Why does the Mishnah almost skip over that then? And the Mishnah instead jumps to, um, to jumps to the din of to unigniza of that that you stored it away, which is a different halacha. That's a halacha that when you know you're not allowed to just to, to to ruin them. You're supposed to you're supposed to put them away in a in a private place or keep make sure that they're not they're not ruined. That's the halacha to unigniza. So so the Mishnah moves down to that. You would have expected the Mishnah to talk about the din of saving them of they So the Gemara will analyze that. Then the Gemara just, you know, picks up on this point with they are Why don't you read Suvim? Like, what's like the what's forbidden about reading? They bit the Vayesemadish because the neglects people come with the Vayesemadish again. They used to have this lecture in the afternoon on Shabbos. We want to make sure that it's well intended, so we don't want people to get too engrossed in their own studies of Suvim. So therefore, the and they said, don't read them on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, mine So first we look at a, a discussion that without thinking about it from the mission, then we'll bring a proof from the mission, So Idmar. Let's say a kisvah koladsh written in Aramaic or any other language. The point is not written in Hebrew. So kisvah koladsh written in other languages. Or Huna Amarim says of the day, laker. Rav says you don't save them from fire and traps. Chista so says, says that you do save them from the uh, from the fire. So the Gemara explains. Really, there's a machlokes knowing whether or not you're allowed to kisvah are allowed to be written in in other languages. i leave with According to the Tana, this is from Maseches Megillah who holds that you're allowed to write them in other languages and there's no dispute. Then of course they can be saved. If they're allowed to be written in other languages, so clearly they have the the that high degree of Kedusha, you can certainly save them from the fire. Keep Pleagi, what do they argue? Leave them the armor alone in your hand. They argue according to the opinion that you're not allowed to read from them, right? There's Machlokas, according to Rishmigam Gamliel, actually so the only exception maybe Greek is an exception, but besides for Greek, you're not allowed to have them written in other languages. If so they can't be written in other languages, so then Maybe they maybe they're not allowed to be read and if they can't be written and they can't be read, so then what exactly what Kedusha Khan kind of do they have in them? So therefore there's machod Rahuna. Rafuna says there's no reason to save it. Rafuna is the postures, which would say that they shouldn't be written or read in other languages, so then why would you bother saving them? They don't really have such a read Kedusha. Talon Guzbam, you can't be read you can't read them Anyways, Rafista and Raffista says you do save them, you should be The bottom line is is a disgrace. So, even though it's not written with the same and you're not allowed to use them and it's the Lodin and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is is that the, it is the content of Kizvi Akodesh. So, if it is, it is the content of Skizvi Akodesh, then you are allowed to save them if a fire does break out on shops. So, the Gemara says, How do we understand that based on our mission? Tanan, our Mishnah said, You could save all Kizvi Kodash from the fire, whether we read from it or we don't. If even if they're written in any language. So what does it mean now that Gemara is going to go through each step? So my life, the things that we read from, that's a reference to navi scrolls. Navi scrolls were always allowed to read from. You can read from Torah, there's no restriction against every reading. This is from the navi on Shabbat. and Baham, the types of kids and that we don't read from Suvim, that's a reference to Suvim. That is, we said, there's no Haftarah, and we don't read from them on Shavish. And then what's the next line? Even though they're written, in any language, which when the Mishnah is coming to say, even though they're written in any language, meaning the that they, they cannot they cannot be read from at all. And they don't have a regular of Kisveh HaKodesh. And even though that's true, it says that we still save them. So clearly the Mishnah is saying, even though they're written in other languages and they don't have a regular din of Kisveh HaKodesh, nonetheless, you're still able to save them. It must be because the bottom line is we're sensitive to the of Kisveh HaKodesh. Teyuv to Drafunah should be a steward to was saying, that if you can't write them, you can't read from them, they're written in other languages, according to the Tana, that you're not allowed to write and read from the scrolls in other languages, then you shouldn't be allowed to save them. The Mishnah contradicts that. The Mishnah was saying, even though they're written in other languages, still you can save them. So the Gmar says, You think you've got everything going for the explanation of the Mishnah? You must say, but look at the continuation here from the end of the Mishnah. It says to you, and in Geniza, it says, that, that that they should be they should be hidden away meaning that you're not allowed to just totally openly disgrace them if you you, you can't throw them out just down in the garbage you have to you have to put them into a shameless Asha soon with if you're right that the mission was implying that you would save them from a fire me, but you certainly you're not you have to make sure that you don't you know completely disregard them and throw them away in in a state of desire so the mission of something's off here with the interpretation of the mission the mission says even though they can be written even though they're written in any language, you would expect the Mishnah to say you save them if neid the leka. But the Mishnah doesn't say. That. The Mishnah says, Tun and Geniza. And we're trying to take out that you're saving with neid But Rapuna is saying, well, wait a second. If that's true that you save them of the Laika, then why would the Mishnah bother saying that they had me the Geniza? So something's off with the simple interpretation of the Mishnah, and therefore each of the realm are going to interpret it according to the way that they want. Both Rav and Rav will interpret the Mishnah according to their own reasoning. It says the Gemara, who will interpret it according to his own reasoning as follows. and the one that you, the, the scrolls that you do read from, that's going to be the scrolls that we don't read from, Suvam. Those are those are saved. That's the end of the first part of the Mishnah. Continues, and this is where the Mishnah was missing. Continues the Mishnah. When is that true? Only if they're written in Hebrew. But they're written in other languages. And this is where Rapuna is sticking in his own idea. They should not be saved. And this is like Rapuna said. Since you're not allowed to write um, write or read from them, so 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 therefore there's no reason for them, for them to be saved. Continues use the Mishnah with one caveat. And nonetheless, they still... They still shouldn't throw them away in the garbage, even though we're saying it doesn't have such a high degree of kedusha, And you wouldn't save them from a fire on Chavez, but they should be hidden away. There's a halacha that you shouldn't, you know, be throwing it, discarding it in the garbage. You should still respect it uh, somewhat. So according to Rav Huna, actually, in a way, his opinion is implicit in the mission. The mission only says that if they're in another language, they need Geniza. But the higher halacha of saving them from a fire on Chavez that they do not have unless they are written in a way, that they're allowed to be written and read from which is in hebrew he understands the mission according to his reasoning he understands it as well this is the way he goes through and whether it's the one whether it's the ones that you do read that's the and whether it's the ones that you don't read that's the excuse and that even though they're written in any other language they may also be saved again that's what this opinion even though they're written in other languages you still say that this is what the mission was saying when it said Geniza, remember that was our question, if they even save them from a fire, why even bother saying that they need Giniza? The answer is the Mishnah is referring to another halakha. what happened if parts of these foreign, they rot, the Mekek, the the scrolls start rotting to winning Geniza. They require Geniza. In other words, the Mekek, which is when it no longer can be used, so that the Mekek, obviously, you wouldn't say it with but still the Mishnah is saying, even though they can't be used at all, they rotted away, still doesn't of Geniza. So it comes out we haven't we haven't refuted either Rav Huna or Avch. So Rav Ravch are having a machlokas about sifre HaKodesh that are written in other languages. According to the Tanor of Gamliel in Mitsakhas Megillah, that that that's that are not to be written and certainly can't be used in other languages. They are only meant to be written and read in the original Torah Shab in the language that in the language that the Torah was given in. So so the machlokas would be whether or not you would save those Lo, it's like if Mipnei Ha'Gleika, Rav Huna is saying, Rav Huna is saying that you um you do not, and Rav is saying that you do. Continues the Gamar Gemara. We have a Kashr Rav from the Baisa. We're talking about Cholashim, as well as says here in the Baisa, if you have Torah written in Aramaic or other language, you save them. The answer is Rav Huna, clearly says you save them. So the Gamar answers, I'm a Chaver Rav Huna. Hi, the last time. That Tana, that Baisa holds. Like the not like Shum-Gam-Lil, he holds that if they're written in other languages, you're allowed to write and read from them. So then, of course, you're allowed to save them. Homachlokas or Kunar is all according to the other opinion. Shemachlokas, that you're not allowed to write in other languages. Then there's a machlokas whether or not you save them. But that price that may be holding like the Tanakam, that you're allowed to to, to 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 write them and read them if they're written in other languages. Tashmal is being approved. Again, another Kashamar says in the price, let's say they're in all sorts of different things. So, so, the, so the gift is one, it seems to be that it's, 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 it's from Egyptian language. Mada uh, is from Media, Ivris is um, it's kind of Hebrew, but it's, it's, it's different. There's like two different types of Hebrew. There's Sam um, Ashurus and Sam Ivaris. Elamis, uh, Yuvannis Greek, or, or from Elam, different parts of the world. So, anyway, it's different languages. So the price says, even though they may not be read. The verse is black and white, even though they can't be read. You still save them. So you have to do Raphuna. It's rejection of Because here the verse is saying, like, clearly it's going from Shema It's saying, even though, it says clearly, even though you're not allowed to read from them, still you save them. So it's a Kashan Rafuna. let me show you. It's really Macholis Tana, meaning I can see that that Tana holds, even though they can't be written in other languages, but you still save them. But let me show you that another Tana actually says, like me. The Tanya, it says in a bright braytach, so you can target for lashma sason le'galek. If they're in there, make all the languages. You do save him from the fire. Yehoshua says, you don't save him from the fire. I'm Rabbi Yehoshua. Yehoshua says, my so this was story of Abba Chalapta. With my father, my father whose name was Chalapta, Shalom. Uh, he once went to Rabbi Gomiel the Rebbe in Tiberia, and Rebbe Rashi says it's just like a term for like a great person. Um, he was sitting at the table of Zan- he, had the Sefer he had an Aramaic translation from Sefer Yov in his hand and he was reading it. So Umar loves to the father so his father says, Rabbi Gamliel, Zakharani, I remember Rabbi Gamwil, Rabbi Gamliel, your grandfather, Shay. Omarogama Harabhis when the basic image is still 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 standing. He was sitting by the temple mount. Baby Lefana Seirivatar, and they brought him again another Aramaic book of Sefer Iofa. He said to the builder who was there, he said to him to bury it under the bricks. Meaning it's like a way of saying, putting it, put it in shamus. Like you're not allowed to use it, you're not allowed to read from it, just put it in shamus, bury it. So, so once he So once heard this, Baribi said, Okay, that's it. We gotta we gotta just hide this thing away. We shouldn't be using it. And well, let's just hide it away. They actually they, they overturned some uh some clay over it. That was the way that they that's what Lio did. Maybe the sort of was not that he was supposed to bury it under the row bricks, but that they should put the clay on top of it. So um, Amarebi. Rebbe doesn't like that, the, the, that version of the story, that that, that Gamliel had clay poured over it. He said, there's two problems with saying that clay was poured over it. They didn't have clay around in the Mekdash. That's not what they usually, that wasn't the materials that were usually around. So it doesn't make sense, your version of the story. Do you think you can destroy them? Whereas when you pour clay over a scroll, it destroys it. So obviously, clearly, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Must be, that's not what they did. They just buried it. They buried it under the rocks. That makes a lot more sense. But it doesn't make sense to say that they poured, that they poured the clay directly over it because that would make it bad. Ella, rather, mm-hmm. you could just leave it in unguard a place for them, and they could rot by themselves. In other words, as long as as um, as long as you don't do anything wrong with it, then you're just leaving them in unguarded place, there's no problem. Okay? But you can't de- directly do an action uh, to, make it, to make it bad. So that was that's the end of the brayta. So remember, what are we doing here in the Gemara? We have a Kasher and Rav Huna. The previous brayta said that a brayta that that if it's written in another a Kisriak kodesh are written in another language, even though they can't be read, you still save them. So we had a Kasha and Rav Huna. So Rav is trying to prove that this brayta holds like him. So the Gemara says, "My Tanai, what what, what machlokas are you trying to bring out?" Rizu means the tanakama, Tanakama who holds that you're allowed to save them holds like Rav Chisda, and, and but the one who argues is Rabbi that said, "Don't save them from fire." How do you know that 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 Rabbi holds? How do you know that Rabbi holds like the maybe that's what they're arguing. Maybe the Machlokish is just simply if you're allowed to be read them, meaning the Tanakama holds that, that 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 you're allowed to write and read in in other languages. So therefore, of course, you save it. And 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 holds that the translations are not allowed to be written or, or, or read, and therefore you wouldn't save them. But no one holds like Rabbi Chistu is saying that if they can't be read, they can be saved. So in other words, basically we're saying that you don't have a proof that the machlokas tanoim here is that one of the opinions is like Rabiha that even though it can't be read, you still save it. Maybe everybody agrees if you can't if you can't read it, then you don't save it. Just the machlokas gufa is whether or not you're allowed to, whether or not you're allowed to write in other languages. Remember, the Mishnah Megillah is clear that there's a machlokas tanoim about that whether you can read or write uh, the kisvah collection in other languages. So we have to prove that there's a tana that even if you can't, even if you can't read or write it in them. That, that, that you still save it so we, don't, we haven't we haven't done that. so the Gemara answers, our answerssina gift is it right and the Tana from that the previous prize saw that that if they were written in the uh, if they were if they if they were written in the in in, in that other languages where we had we had the price said even though they can't be read Mat himself if had So that's what comes out. so everything. Every, everything is good. Each, uh, we definitely have a machlokas tanam on our hands. And even if, whether or not, if they are written in other languages, but they're not supposed to be written and read in, whether or not they can still be saved. Or the is they cannot. Okay, so that concludes the machlokas, Rafuna and Rav Chista, Kitzvah, Kodesh, written in other languages, that they aren't meant to be written at points to which we'll be able whether or not they're still safe. Continues the Gemara. Don we learned a I have brachos I command. So brachos are command. So brachos are like almost like you know, like a venture card or something like that, where the brachos are written down, and you know Hashem's name or whatnot. It says brachat Hashem, so on and so forth. But um, it's not like a, a regular kitzvah kodesh. It's not like a scroll of Tanakh. So, so and amulets, so um, like like so, so so right? So they used to even write Hashem's name and him and all sorts of other heebie jeebie things that had curative powers. Um, even though they may have Hashem's name, and they might quote from the Torah, you don't save them from a fire. Because they don't have kedusha. They're not meant to be articles of kedusha. That's not. They're not meant to be written down. And therefore, they're, they're, even the content, right? It's different than the question we had before. We had a question before, if you're writing kisva HaKodesh in another language and you're not supposed to, whether or not you save it, at least there, at the content. But here, you're writing something where the content doesn't have a thing to be written. So what the halacha, they are not saving Shabbos, you leave them to be burned in their place. Even though they have Hashem's name, you actually watch them burn and they burn in their place. From here we derive Brachos. Those who write these down, as if they're burning a Torah because they, end, they could end up causing that this thing will be burned. And again, this is in the times when everything was committed to memory, when it was it was, it was, was not recommended to write down, It was not recommended to write down anything that was Baal It was only Kisvach Kodesh that were allowed to be written, the Torah scrolls of Tanakh. So we actually have like a real issue, we actually have like a real issue with writing down these things. And what you're saying, it's almost regarded like burning the Torah because you can cause in the future that these things will be burned. If a fire we will break out on Jabbos, we will not allow, it to be saved. said. My son was once a story of Avchos and this one who was writing down brachos in sidon Father of Rabbi They told Rabbi Shmuel about it. But Rabbi Shmuel went out to be bodek to find out if this was really true. Rabbi Shmuel was going up the ladder to the to visit this person here. the person figured out that Rabbi Shmuel was coming. He took the brachos and he. Was like quick to hide the evidence. He put it into a bowl of water. So noticed it. He said to him as follows: what you did, what you did the set went once you noticed I was there was worse than we were doing in the beginning. You know, in other going to destroy it with your own hands, putting it in the water, that's really bad. That's much worse than writing it. Meaning, it's one thing you're not supposed to write it, but you shouldn't go destroy it with your hands. And even though we said writing is as if you're burning the Torah, we all meant that it's like as if because it would cause it to be written in the future. But at least you didn't do anything with your hands. Then you got scared. You heard I was coming and you literally went ahead and stuffed it in the water, that was a really bad sin because it's a desecration of, of God's name. Okay, so so again, so we've had two different discussions. We know if they're written illegally in a different language, they are not supposed to be written whether you save it. And then we just had a discussion about content that's not meant to be written, like Baruchos and Kameh'am, that you don't save. So now the Gemara continues further. What if they're written? And in Hebrew, but they're written with ways that they're not going to endure. Paint, red, gum, all sorts of uh, uh, copper, sulfate, blush, and clutch. But in Hebrew, it's bad ink. So uh, do you save them or not? So the Gemara says like this. You can wonder according to one that says you save the things written in other languages. And you can declare the shot according to the opinion that says you do not save if they're written in other languages. Meaning, this is a different question than Rav and Rav Chista. Why? You can wonder, according to Rav Rafuna, that said you don't save in other languages. That's only it's written in a different language. Here it's written in Hebrews, and maybe it has a degree of Kedusha. So, Matilan, you should save it, even though it may not save around, may not stay around. But temporarily, there's a high degree of Kedusha here. So, even if just temporarily, a high degree of Kedusha, even though the English is not going to last, maybe you save it in the Adleba or maybe the other way around I even according to the one that says you do save the translations how many of the that's only true Alcopunum the safer is kind it's written with good ink it's going to last I'm awful king but since in our case it's not going to last right it's written with these with these inks that are that are just temporary so the halal doesn't have a den coalition there's no din to save it because anyway's temporary so I'm lay so Ravuna said we do not save the ones written with that ink. The of Ravuna Ravuna brought a brysa that says that we do save scrolls that are written with temporary ink. So the mother says, "I'm late, time, time. Okay, if there's a brayse, then there's a brayse. Then I'll concede if the brayse says that you save them." Then. And I will concede that's the halachas. So that's more my tanya. Where is this price and what price are we talking about? Amar Vashi, Ketitanya. It's like what we said, in a price aimed by me, there's no difference between the halachas so of writing regular Kisfat Kodesh and writing Megillah. Megillah is Esther. Other um, books of Tanakh, we're in any language. Megillah, but in regard to writing the Megillah, it has to be written in an in ashurus type of script. It has to be on parchment, it has to be black ink. So the fact that it says black ink is one of the differences between a Megillah and other Sifre Tanakh. So we see that only in Megillah do we have the specification that it must be written with, uh, with the da- with the black ink that stays around for a long time. But by other Sifre Tanakh, we're not makrid, meaning that it has a din. You, you're allowed to write it and it has, Kedusha's, it has the Kedushah of, of Kittsar HaKodesh, even if it's not written with a dark, lasting black ink. So if it has the Kadusha, even though it's not written with a lot with long lasting black ink, clearly the halacha then would be that your ma'atso, mekneha, the leko. So the Gemara has resolved that. We do save svar that are written with temporary um, ink, and that has nothing to do with what we said that we do not, even according to Rahuna, that we don't save the translations. That's because it's not the content the way it's supposed to be written down. But here, even though it's not going to last for a long time, but we still would save it because it's written in Hebrew. Continues the Gemara by me, neighbor Rahuna, by Khalim, so how much of us? So you had a Sefer Torah? They used to be written a full Sephirothora. But then what happened? It started wearing out. And now there's not enough letters. There's not enough, there's not 85 letters um, that, are, that are left. And what's the significance of the 85 letters? We go and parsativen are on the smallest parsha on the Torah, the sections of the Torah is divided into into different books. So we're gonna see that instead of just saying Varishus Shmos by and fascinatingly, there's one, it's actually divided into, into more because Parashah and So'a Ha'aron, with the inverted nuns, and Parshas Vahalosah is considered a safer Bifnei It's It's own book. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. So because it's its own book, it's actually seven sections. veracious Voracious Shmos Vayikra, then Bamidbar, Midbar, and two So'a, then Vayibin So'a, that's five. Then six, the rest of Vah Midbar, and then Sefer Durum. there's actually seven books of the Torah. So the smallest book of the Torah is the Sefer Vayibin So'a Ha'aron. And Vayibin So'a if you count it up, it has 85 letters. That now becomes the minimum amount of letters that are theoretically possible to be, to be considered significant together because they can, they're, 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 that's the smallest number of letters that we find of all this form. So if, if you used to have a sefer Torah and now a lot of letters are worn out and there's not even 85 letters that are left. So what's the halacha? Should we save it or should we not? Meaning is the Kedusha still there? It used to be there, but now most of the letters are totally are totally worn out. So there's no question, you know, that um, it needs geniza. It's certainly, you know, it's certainly no different than a worn out sefer Torah is totally possible. But the question is, should we save it with they or not? Does it still have that higher degree of kedusha that kids who that you save Because you can't really read anything. You can't do much with it. It doesn't even have the n- minimum number of letters to be considered significant. It doesn't have 85 letters. But on the other hand, and once was the to sefer Torah. So what's the halacha? Do we do we save it or do we not? So the Gemara says back, Why do you have to talk about a case of a complete Torah scroll that got worn out and now there's only 84 letters left? Why don't you talk about just a scroll that you even saw on and let's say it was missing one letter so there's only 84 letters. So would you save Ned there like or not? Why'd you have to make it about a whole case of a it's Torah that was written? And then... And then some of the letters went missing, so then back. Hey, for the person's back. If you just had even and Saran was missing one letter, I wouldn't have a question. Given this, we ask cars because at least there it has Hashem's name written properly. So since it has Hashem's name written properly, you would save it even though it does not have eighty-five letters, because since it has Hashem's name written properly, then then that's machayev uh, to save it. Keep coming Where do you want to the door, Turshevel Lock and mic. You just have a whole sefer torah that's written, and then random letters exist, you know, spread out. But there's no shameless of Hashem written, so you just, so in that case, maybe you're not ma'atel. So for sure, if they if 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 you're in a safer torah in the form of writing a safer torah, you know, like even zohar and even if it's it's just missing one letter, if it has Hashem's name, there's no question you say. It. We want to know if it had to be just a safer torah, but there's no shameless of Hashem written. There's just random letters that are left in the rest of the Torah. Whether or not you would save it, that's why it was a specific a specific question. So Nachman says back. I'm a late in Matilan. You do not say that. It says the Gemara, isve. We have a Kasha. It says Targum Shokasa Mikro. Let's say it's something that's written in Aramaic in the Torah that you instead wrote in Hebrew. We're going to see what that is. In other words, there's a few things in Torah that are written in Aramaic, like it says by Yegar, um, Sahadusa with the treaty between Yaakov and Lama. So that's Aramaic words. Yegar, Sahadusa. Instead, someone wrote them in Hebrew or vice versa. Igar some Words that i meant to be written in Hebrew that are written in Aramaic. So if it was written in the right language, but the wrong script, and every script, you still see it. Of course, without saying any Aramaic parts of Ezra, Daniel, and the Torah, which were written in Aramaic, meaning even though they're in Aramaic, but since they're supposed to be written in Aramaic, right, that's the form of the text, like if you read, Sefer, Daniel and Ezra, a lot of it just is in Aramaic, those are you certainly save. So what's this case of Targum Shabbat Torah, right? Where it's something that was written, meant to be written in Targum, in, in Aramaic, and it's written in Aramaic in the Torah, but instead was written in Hebrew that you say. So what is that? Yagari Sahadusa, right? That's, what, that's the only example that we have in the Torah of words that are meant to be written in Aramaic. Now, how many letters are in Yagari Not 85. I forgot the list. you don't have 85 letters. So it contradicts what Rebunachim said. Rabbi saying that if it has less than 85 letters, you don't say it. And here it's saying, if you have a for Torah... Which was meant to be written in Aramaic and it's written in Hebrew. You save it. The, the, what what is that? I guess it must be a case of a safer Torah. And the only the only letters left were, were the letters that are supposed to say so." And instead of saying so," it's written in in Hebrew. So you see, even though it's not it's not it's not the number of eighty five letters, you still you still save it. So the says that's not a proof. Kitaniyilah and The Vice was talking about completing the number of eighty five, meaning really it was a case where there were eighty five letters left, and therefore you save it but it was only 85 if you count the letters that were written in Hebrew in place of Igarasadusa. So that's what we're saying. And the price said that you still save it, even though Igarasadusa is meant to be written in Arabic and it's written in Hebrew, but you still save it. But if it was just the letters of Igarasadusa and that's all you had, then you wouldn't save it, because there needs to be at least a minimum of 85 letters in order to, to save an old Savior Torah. It says the Gemari little. when we keep on talking about the 85 letters, right, that's positive. If you had a Savior Torah that's written and there's 85 letters that are left, and you save the Torah, and in these 85 letters mezkhunot zman ftar do they have to be together or even scattered throughout the torah doesn't matter if they're together or not so punamoksa says they have to be together because can say even if they're scattered apart throughout the torah random 85 letters that are scattered you still save says the war maids we ask contra punam from right puna says they have to be together but prish says if it's detachable if it's worn out you just look to if there's enough that you can gather together 85 letters you can project and on the minimum amount like prish even so matielin you say a lot and matielin so the price this is if you can gather them together. Clearly, the, the situation is that it's scattered throughout the sefer Torah. And we're saying that there's 85 letters that are scattered that you can gather together to give to the Ravuna. So, when we're saying gathering, we mean whole words, meaning it's not random letters, it's just random words. But if you just had 85 random letters, of course, it, but there's no complete words written, they're not written in words, just random letters, then the Allah might be, you know, that's like Ravuna was saying. But when there are random words, but 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 each you know, four letters at a piece, let's say, but each one is writing its own word, then even though the words aren't written together, the din would be that your matzah would be So if it's just random letters that are scattered, Rafuna's saying not, Rafquistah's saying yeah, but if they're random words that are, that are dispersed, then in fact, you would save them.